Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are a tempted travel podcast in the era of pandemic. Yeah, so here's the thing. You can't travel, but I've officially got the green light within Europe. So about that. I don't, Washington State doesn't quite know what to do. I don't know how... I know California is really bad. Uh, Washington State has a mandate for a few weeks now that everybody has to wear a mask in public places. Indoor public places, mostly. Um, you can't socially distance. But things are open. Yeah, we have to wear masks in public transit, in stores... And restaurants. But, I mean, how do you really wear a mask in a restaurant? Yeah, that's awkward. Uh, yeah, so it's it's basically anywhere where you can't socially distance because of the space you're within, right? Yeah. But in Europe, the borders are now open, so I can go pretty much anywhere within Europe. I'm sure they'll, they'll give you dirty looks and wonder if you need a quarantine, and they'll see your... Um, your fancy pants page that says that you've been in Germany <laughs> and be like, fine. My fancy pants page? Yeah, that's what it's called now. A visa is now the fancy pants page. I mean, I've got an EU visa card, so. Oh, you have a fancy pants card now. Ooh. I do. Yes. They've gotten very uh, fancy since my last one. <laughs> and the picture is still somebody else looking. No. So my first visa photo, they tried to Photoshop out the fact that my hair was purple when I took the picture and it didn't really work and it made me look kind of goth, but I was super exhausted in that photo. Well, and flash forward to four years later when I needed a new visa photo, what did I do? I took my visa photo at like 5 a.m. So I'm super exhausted looking, but this time no purple hair. You're just a glutton for punishment with these photos. Like I really am. I'm pretty sure that the majority of anybody anywhere they have a driver's license or a state id or some sort of like government id and that picture looks horrible i swear they do it on purpose when they snap that picture plus in at least in germany you're not allowed to smile in the photo you're supposed to have a fully neutral face and as someone with a really bad case of resting bitch face that is not fair no, I love it when they look angry. I like that better than, like, they're trying to smile or, like, because usually they're, like, half smile and, like, one eye's open and one eye's closed. Like, you're drunk when you got the picture or something. Whereas I'm just full on glaring into this camera. Like, just take the damn picture. What they don't see is that you're flipping everybody off underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that art series where it's passport photos and then you zoom out and you see what they're really doing? Yes, and how do I sign up for that for my next passport photo? (laughs) I want to be a part of this. I think you just need to do it at home. I don't have a white wall. It has to be a neutral wall. It doesn't have to be white. That's why, like, most driver's license photos, the backdrop is a blue color, which is not neutral, but still acceptable somehow. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not how that works, but yes, um... But speaking about passports and everything, I think we should probably talk about a little bit of travel news since there is kind of some. Um, throwing it back to a previous episode we've done about uh, passports and where they can get you. 
in the world and like the value they hold guess whose passport has no value <laughs> mine well mine either <laughs> well i mean you have your fancy pants card now so but no it's just it's kind of nuts from that episode you could go pretty much anywhere with a u.s passport and now you can literally go nowhere yep that's how fast the tables can turn yeah well granted that's just a temporary situation as long as you guys start wearing masks oh yeah you'll get in places again eventually there's there's always going to be an ebb and flow to like your passport's value for travel but i think it's something important that like we should talk about that you know just because you can go anywhere for this moment doesn't mean it can't be changed because of something going on in the world Mm -hmm. so if you get a passport please use it while you can don't take it for granted appreciate those travel moments and the fact that you are allowed to go to different places yeah we'll get there again for whatever reason you need to travel internationally at the moment i highly suggest googling the iata covid page because it comes up with a world map and it tells you what every country's restrictions are and whether or not you'll be able to get in with the passport you have Which some of it is like you might be able to get in, but you have to quarantine there for 14 days before you can be out Mm -hmm. and about. But depending on where you're from, you don't have that kind of vacation time or time away from work like that to be able to quarantine there for 14 days, go do what you need to do, and come back and probably have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, and spoiler alert, if you are from the U.S., you can travel pretty much nowhere right now unless... You have other conditions like you are a permanent resident of the place you're going to or if you're an American abroad, you can come back if you can find a flight. But it's very, very strict at the moment. And as it should be, I don't know, I don't really like the idea of being on a a long flight on a completely full plane right now. That doesn't appeal to me. And... I know a lot of airlines are advertising that they're flying their planes at half capacity, but when push comes to shove, they might not actually do that. For instance, one of the uh, Sounders tweeted recently that his wife and his young child were flying home to be with their family because he's currently in the MLS bubble in Florida and, uh, you know, not wanting to be a single parent until that tournament's over makes sense. And Alaska Airlines advertised that they were flying all of their planes at half capacity, but uh, they didn't end up doing that. They ended up filling their plane 100% full, and uh, so nobody at all had any modicum of social distance. So, yeah, like, just because they're saying they will do half capacity for social distancing purposes doesn't mean that they're actually doing it. So just bear that in mind. Yeah, It actually sounds like a lot of uh, domestic flights in the U.S. are no longer, Mm -hmm. like, skipping selling the middle seat and that they're trying to have full flights now. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not there yet. we're really not. We're not there. And then people are finally, like, aware of, like, people's personal bubbles and not to get too close to them. Finally, it only took a pandemic. (laughs) But honestly, if airlines wanted to change where they kept their pricing about the same before we had the pandemic, but it gave you more space, I would be okay with paying that price. Well, that's the thing, is if they did social distancing, they're going to jack those prices up a great deal. Which is shitty, versus, like, you probably get a cheaper flight price, but you're going to be sardines again. Mm -hmm. 
Nope. Yeah. Nope, airlines. Nope. Yeah, no thank you. And I think that's the interesting thing about this whole situation, that it, it completely reframes travel and how you view it. Are we ever going to feel super comfortable being crammed in a plane again? Probably not. Airlines are going to have to rethink things. I'm sorry. Who felt super comfortable being crammed on a plane to begin with? Well, comfortable isn't quite the right <laughs> word, but you know, like willing to do it. Like, are we going to be in a position where we think, yeah, okay, fine. I don't know that I will. They're going to have to rethink it. I don't know if anybody will be. It's just, I mean, airplanes are gross to begin with. Let's be honest. And now more people are aware of how gross and dirty things are in the outside world and whatnot. So I think with that mindset, if you want to have people traveling when it's okay, we're in a better place to travel more, airlines need to reevaluate how they do their flights and how many people they put on there and spacing. Yeah, and actually, I read an article recently where someone had mapped out a design for a theoretical new layout of a plane where it's double-decker seating. So What? So, like, bunk bed style, but not beds. It's actually seats. So one person up, one down. One up, one down. Okay. And I, I don't know how that would work exactly, but I'm intrigued by it. I am very if much that, intrigued. If it gives you more space and at the same time allows you to distance but still fill the planes the way they want them to be filled, I... I could see that theoretically working much more than like the staggered seating where it's one seat forward, one seat back, one seat forward, one seat back, where like the middle seat is back a ways. I didn't love that idea. I feel like that's uh, setting yourself up for uh, needing more barf bags potentially. Yeah. <laughs> for someone that didn't realize they had motion sickness because they've always been facing forwards. Well, no, no, not facing backwards, but like staggered backwards. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I see. I just made hand motions that nobody saw, but Sarah. Yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> it was pretty good. It was like like air, like turntable scratching, but white people style. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't make fun of my awkward flapping. I've also seen theoretical layouts where it'd be more train style where it'd be two facing forward two facing backward with a table in the middle and that would make me vomit i think that's a harder sell to do it that way like a train because at least on a plane if you're sitting next to a stranger you're still looking forward but if on like in a plane or a train if the person across from you is a stranger you're staring at them for how many hours or they're staring at you while you like ugly sleep yeah no thank you yeah. No, no, I'm intrigued by this bunk bed things. But um, hopefully airlines will reevaluate. Come on, man. Let's keep each other safe. I just sent you a picture of the designs. Any hoosies. Uh, I think we're prepared. We are both prepared this week with a cocktail. Yes. What do you have going on for cocktails this week? Okay. So what I have is essentially... Evidence of the Mandela effect. I mean, the Mandela effect is fake, let's be honest. But if it were real, this would be evidence of it. Because it is Capri Sun in a can. I don't see how this relates to the Mandela effect. Because it looks like something not of this universe. Capri Sun does not come in a can. What is going on? Or has it always come in a can? You just didn't know. Let's find out. 
I like that the slogan on the back is prickly, fruity, tasty. Why is it prickly? <laughs> it's like, um, you know, like fizzy. You know how fizzy stuff bites. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Did you actually get that sip down, Sarah? It's supposed to be raspberry flavor, but it tastes like green apple. Um, but kind of more like crab apple. Somebody does not know what a raspberry tastes like, apparently. Nope, 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 nope. Uh-uh. Shut it down. All right. Let's see if I have some better luck. Um, in true proper podcasting traditions, I have found a canned wine spritzer. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> apparently I hate myself and I'm trying more canned wine. This one is Bloom. It's supposed to be a Wildberry wine spritzer. Wish me luck. Good luck. I have not had good luck with uh, canned wine. It smells like it might hurt me. <laughs> It smells like it might hurt me is one of the more profound but disturbing things I've ever heard. Okay, well, I don't hate this. Do you want to trade? No, (laughs) I don't. Did yours smell good but then end up hurting you? It smells like the Ahoy Browser powder that you pour into water to make like fizzy drinks, but without most of the flavor. Okay, well, I don't hate that. All right, now we've got our um, our drinks in hand where I actually won. Let's talk about today's episode. For once. Don't let it go to your head. Let me have my moment. So today's episode, we are going to finish up the later half of 100 Things to Ask a Traveler. Once again, this is uh, brought to you by thecareerbreaksite.com. Let's get to know Sarah a little bit more. Question 26 is where we're starting at since we did the first 25. So let's begin. Sarah? How did your relatives feel about your trip? If by trip you mean moving? Whatever trip you want to use. Your first trip, your moving trip, your last trip. Ah, well, my last trip was home to see them, so I'd say they were pretty jazzed about that. Oh, well, that's boring. Pick a different one. (laughs) At least that's what I'm telling myself. (laughs) (laughs) My parents were supportive in that they let me do it, but they aren't big fans of me not being in Washington. As evidenced by the fact that once every couple years or so, my mom buys me something with the phrase, bloom where you're planted on it. The same phrase? Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to find all the shit with that on there. (laughs) And every time I'm like, are you trying to hint at something? And my mom goes, it's just a cute phrase. And yet every time you see it, you think of me. (laughs) Hmm. Coincidence? So what's, or like, we'd be out shopping at a thrift store and we'd find something that says like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And then my mom looks at me and goes, you rolled all the way down the hill. (laughs) That explains so much though. All that tumbling. (laughs) Yeah. I'm one seriously bruised apple. So what's the longest you've been away from home? Without a break? Like without coming home at all? 11 months. But your total time not being in the U.S.? Four and a half years. Okay, okay. What's your dream job, Sarah? Uh, my dream job is probably being a travel writer or... Travel writer or like travel blogger? A cat hoarder. I'm sorry, did you say cat hoarder? Yes. It's a lot of work to hoard cats. You know... I don't think it is. It's a lot of neglect and it's not a good thing. I don't like this dream job of yours. <laughs> Go back to being a travel writer. 
No cat hoarding. Can I be a travel writer who writes about all the cats that she sees? Maybe. That sounds like my job, but okay. Where in the world would you most like to live? Uh, New Zealand. Why New Zealand? Because it's so pretty. (laughs) I mean, does it need to be more profound than that? I really like New Zealand. Okay, it's pretty. It's Land of the Hobbits. I mean, that's cool. I've got one of the the greater questions in this list. Um, Who would win in a fight? A panda with a dart gun or a kangaroo with nunchucks? kangaroo with nunchucks have you seen pandas they are not motivated to move they are not gonna go fast even with a dart gun it's like you want me to reload this thing five minutes later they finally got the dart in the barrel and they're like okay i need a nap now and then i'll shoot the kangaroo (laughs) exactly how many countries have you visited Mm, off the top of my head i'd say between 20 and 30 somewhere in there lies it's five it's five (laughs) she's visited five places and all of a sudden she thinks she can do a travel podcast wait are we counting the countries or the number of times because if we're just counting the countries it's just the u.s germany u.s germany u.s just that's my five yeah but you only get to count the u.s once and germany once (laughs) it's just two (laughs) (laughs) everything else was all done via vr Oh, wow. That's impressive. Your stories make it seem like you were actually there. (laughs) I'm a great storyteller. What can I say? Speaking about storyteller, what's your favorite childhood travel memory? I think mine for you was where you barfed all over uh, Disney World. Disneyland. No, Disney World. I was right. (laughs) Disney World. Yeah. I really don't remember very much about my first trip to Germany, other than the fact that I was in the throes of like tantrums nearly every single day because I learned really quickly that they will calm you down by giving you kinder eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Will scream for chocolate. Exactly. So discovering kinder eggs. Oh, that's how you discovered kinder eggs, huh? But uh, next question is, how do you document your trips? Lots and lots of photos and video. I can attest to this. She does, but she doesn't do it in an obnoxious way of, oh my god, can we go yet? So for that, I appreciate it. And then I get good photos because of Sarah, because she's a very good Instagram husband. I am. We really need to start taking those photos that are like the classic Instagram where the lady is walking away and pulling the camera person behind them. I could be your Instagram husband for that. Yes. I mean, like... Best Instagram husband, zero effort on my part, magical picture from her. It's great. I love it. And then I'm not so nice, and I usually end up getting pictures of Sarah making dirt faces. Yeah, I noticed. I guess you're the Instagram wife, and I'm the Instagram husband with the that's taking all the bad photos. So how about that sea? On it, in it, or stay on dry land? Dry land. I've seen the Poseidon Adventure. I know what happens. Well, in all honesty, we're not doing a whole lot on the sea. It's more like oceans that we're crossing. Is the only sea adventure is the extended ferry ride we took? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've been on the Mediterranean. I don't need to relive that. It's, 
it's prettier from the land. Yeah, I'm fine with being on dry land for the most part, too. Lucy, sit down. Um, what's been the weirdest thing that you've seen? Weirdest thing that I've seen. <laughs> uh, so when we were in Norway, we went up to this little village that was kind of touted as being like this place where you could see all these craftsmen producing sort of like medieval style things that you don't see in everyday life. But what it really was, was a lot of little gift shop. But what they had was a series of very, very strange statues. (laughs) Including one of a small man, like maybe three feet tall, that instead of having a penis had a Christmas tree. Yeah. And I know I've seen other weird things, but when you said weird things, that popped into my head. So I'm going with that. That is very fair. Christmas dick. Christmas dick. What surprised you about yourself while traveling? I was surprised that I could comfortably travel by myself without any real misgivings. Like I, when I traveled around Germany as an exchange student, I realized, oh, I can just like, get on a train and go somewhere and that doesn't worry me like i can just be somewhere new where i don't speak the language really well and it'll be fine and granted since then that's come as less of a shock each time but you'll show up someplace realize oh shit i forgot i don't speak this language what am i gonna do and then realize "Eh, it doesn't matter i'll figure it out you just go hello dorm or private room if i'm traveling by myself dorm If I'm traveling with, like, a friend, I kind of like doing, like, a two-person private room. I'm all for whatever is the better cost. I am, too, but it's gotten to the point where, like, when I need to sleep, I need to sleep. You know, when you get to that point in traveling when you get super tired and you're just ready to crash, going back to an uncomfortable dorm and having people be loud, it's getting more irritating the older I get. Yeah, that's fair to you. Well, and then like places that we've picked, it's kind of worked out that it's about the same cost. So might mm-hmm. as well go for the like two person room. Yeah, I'm down for whatever, but I'm seeing the tipping point coming where I will no longer be down for, for whatever. Shit, we old. Yeah, we is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. With the caveat that I'm beginning to like tea more, particularly when we're in places known for their tea, except for the UK, your tea is still gross. Wow, that's hurtful words. They um, they love their tea. They're big on their tea. They were so know, offended when we dumped it in the Boston Harbor. Yeah, but I mean, maybe we did it because it just wasn't very good tea. You're like, look, listen, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I like both. Right now, especially since it's summer, cold brew has been my jam. I love cold brew. There's so much caffeine and like a small amount of cold brew that you kind of have to watch it. Otherwise, you might feel like your heart will stop. And I think that's the other thing is that I'm I love cold brew and I can down a whole thing of cold brew. No problem. So when I go to tea, I'm like, I mean, I'd need like 18 glasses of this to get the fix that I need. Yeah. Like, oh man, let's mainline cold brew. <laughs> I would be so happy. <laughs> like, I, I would, I can go. So good. So dangerous. <laughs> and that's the funny uh, thing is, what's... I don't actually like the taste of coffee, but it gives oh, but me cold... like the power. The power to do. 
Yeah, exactly. It gives me the power to like get through my day. If tea was equally as caffeinated as a cold brew, then I might be like, okay, fine, whatever. But otherwise, fruity teas, sure. Black tea, sure. Like just whatever tea, nah. No, it's it's all that caf- all that extra caffeine. Love it. What's your top travel tip? My top travel tip is to pack less than you think you need. Because packing lighter is always... Because it's more fun to go shopping in different markets than what you have at home. That, and you're, you can always buy more stuff, but it sucks a lot more to like jettison stuff in your bag that you can no longer fit. Yes, that is very true. Those are some tough airport floor decisions. Mostly on my part. Yep. Uh, if you had a exclusively on my part (laughs) (laughs) if you wrote a novel what would it be about this seems to lead me to want to say something about travel but i've definitely like in the past when i was studying creative writing i had mapped out a couple different novels that i just never finished but they're mostly like ya stuff don't tell me you came up with sparkly vampires first i did in fact but my sparkly vampires also had roller skates oh shit (laughs) It's a, like a 1940s, 50s vampire novel, and they're all uh, like drive-up sock hop waitresses. Car hops. Car hops. There we go. Like, <laughs> man, what's the right word for this? God, that's a prequel that nobody needs to let Stephanie Meyer write. Please do not tell her about that. She Ooh, will write um, it. Copyright, copyright, copyright. <laughs> just TM, to TM, sa- TM. Just to save everybody. Speaking about school, though, what did you love or hate most about school? Depends on which stage, because they all had their own unique reasons to be hated. Why did you hate elementary school? Um, so there was a gang at our school. An elementary? Like, not an official. It's not like the Bloods and the Crips. It was like a group of girls all named Sarah who all hated me. (laughs) It's because of the damn H, isn't it? (laughs) No, 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 they were all H's. That's really harsh, man. Yeah, they were like, they were very scary. And I don't know how many times I got called into the principal's office and the conversation started with, okay, what did you do to piss them off? I literally don't know. I exist. What What do you want from me? They never got did in they trouble. they also play... I always got called in. Do they also play croquet? Like the Heathers? Yes. Yeah, I was trying to think of another reference from Heathers, but I got nothing beyond Heathers and Croquet. Did one of them start committing murders? Um, I mean, they did some shit. Let's just put it that way. Did they commit murders? No, but that does not okay. mean they, they did not have what was necessary to, necessary to commit murders on them at school. Yikes. Girl gangs. Watch yeah. out for them. <laughs> uh, was there anything you loved about school? That's kind of traumatizing. Pretty much hated school the entire time. Oh, I did like the Be a Reader program. That was about it. Oh, I know through the schools they had the book at clubs where you can earn free personal pan-sized pizzas from Pizza Hut. We did not have that. (laughs) Suckers. Number 46. (laughs) How much stuff have you lost? Oh, God. I couldn't even (laughs) tell you how much I've lost because once I lose it, I forget that I've lost it. Depending on how important it is. Which reminds me, once every couple years, I'm flipping through this, some of the books on my shelves, and I go, oh, that's where I hid my birth certificate. It's in a book. (sighs) 
It's better than when my parents had it. My parents lost it for 28 years. It's fine. You don't need that. Still haven't found my social security card. No idea what they did with it. Don't need that either. Don't ever change. (laughs) Uh, How much stuff have you posted home? Nothing. If anything, it's... I've never mailed something from Germany. The other way. Your mom's bringing... Having... Or your mom sending stuff to you using me Mm -hmm. as the stuff mule. Stuff mule. It's a good name for you. I like it. I'm like Eeyore of, like, the travel things. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I tried to take something to the post office a couple... Well, I guess it was Monday of this week. And I got to the the post office i filled out the customs forms i brought my two packages to the counter and the lady takes one look at it and goes you don't want to mail that uh y- yes yes i do no you don't okay but yes i do explain like i've never been tried i've never had someone try to talk me out of the service they provide and she goes yeah, we don't do slow boat mail to the U.S. anymore. We only do two-day express, which is 85 euros base rate per package. Per package. I just kind of scooped up my packages and went, you're right, I don't want to mail this. So that would be like $200 U.S. to send to small things? Yes. Yeah. Buy the plane ch- yeah. ticket. It's cheaper and better. <laughs> Oh wait, yeah, except I wouldn't be able to get back into the EU without quarantining. It's fine. You're not missing out on much. Uh, are there any yeah, travel scams that you've heard about? Probably. Any what? What? Travel scams. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's like people selling fake tickets for sites. There's people trying to get you to get off the bus at this location so you can take their minibus up to the Great Wall. Hey! <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of things that try to take advantage of tourists. When someone on the street shoves something in your hand and then tells you you have to pay for it. All of that. Ooh, speaking about tourists, do you call yourself a traveler or a tourist? I think the differentiation between the two is bullshit. Agreed. I will be both and as I please, and I will not be ashamed about being considered a tourist. Yeah, travel... Someone who says, I'm not a tourist, I'm a traveler, is elitist and an asshole and not the type of person you want to have as a friend i'll be a tourist in my own backyard i don't care yeah i mean if you are looking at things that are not local to you hello greetings you are a tourist it doesn't matter what critical eye you think you apply to viewing these things you're a tourist so shush and it's all gatekeeping i hate it so don't do that she has strong feels about this um here's another one do you call yourself a traveler or a backpacker traveler because this back is too beat the hell up to be a backpacker that's fine i don't have a problem with either (laughs) yeah i mean those are that's just your mode of travel if you carry a backpack hello you are a backpacker who cares like semantics whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't make you better than the other no shouldn't be the point of traveling uh what would you like to be famous for uh winning the lottery so that i can travel (laughs) make Uh, it happen universe it's like the secret you gotta put it out into the universe for them to deliver it do you have like um 
is it a lifestyle board? What is it? Like a vision board. A vision board based on the secret? Yeah, but unfortunately, it's all just pictures of cats. (laughs) Uh, What TV do you miss? I don't think I miss TV because the entirety of television exists on the internet. But do you know what I miss? Hmm. Uh, those, like, telenovelas we were watching in Beijing, and we didn't know what was being said, (laughs) so we were making up the dialogue. Oh, that was so good. You're welcome. I'm very good at those sort of things. Like my fake tour of London. Yeah, I think at least once per trip, you have to watch the local TV and just see if you can figure out what's going on. Whether or not you speak the language, you just watch it and you figure it out. But don't pick a news station. Pick, like, an actual, like... Uh, soap opera or something it's more entertaining that way Mm. and what was the show we were watching on the ship in finland it was like british celebrities going on three dates with like random dudes oh yeah that was so good (laughs) it was so yeah it was pretty funny i love it so much oh but Uh, on the topic of tv that we were missing So Hamilton came out a couple weeks ago. That'll date this episode a little bit, but whatever, on Disney Plus. So I signed up for Disney Plus just to watch it. And then I got to thinking, you know what might be on Disney Plus that I would really like to watch? So Weird. What's that? So I've been mainlining So Weird for the past couple weeks. Oh, that's the TV show name. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that is. So Weird was like... The Disney take on the success of X-Files. So it's like, um, God, what's her real name? Mackenzie Phillips? I think that's her real name. But she plays a touring musician with a daughter and a son. And the daughter is super into the paranormal. She has her own so weird website, which is actually kind of funny because like in one episode, she pulls up her website and uses her own website as if it's a search engine. Yeah, that's that's not how the internet works. But in the early, in the late nineties, we thought it might be. (laughs) Everything is Google. But yeah, so it's her, her brother, and Eric von Detten examining the paranormal, but in a Disney-friendly way, and it's so cute. And I remember being super scared of that show when I was little, and now I watch it and go, "Oh, Sarah, you, you were kind of a chicken." (laughs) I say that to you once a day. Oh, I know. I really didn't right. think you needed to schedule that daily reminder, but here we are. Just, it's true. Uh, moving on. Train or bus? Train in most situations. Bus if it's like a nice bus. Like I'm not going to do Greyhound, but I'll do like the European like Flix bus or whatever it's called. Fair. Uh, fan or air conditioning? Air conditioning. Yeah. There's only so much a fan can do. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? A Buddhist or a Quaker? I have literally no idea. I have no preconceived notion about either of their fighting skills, but I think they're both pacifists, so it would probably end in a draw. I would assume maybe a Quaker over a Buddhist. But Quakers are like anti-war. They do not. Quaker is one of the few religions where you get a pass on the draft because it's against your religion to fight. See, and that's just, 
I guess it would probably it would be a hugging fight. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just gonna end in a handshake and they're gonna walk away. I think the Quaker will win because they'll just squeeze you extra tight, <laughs> so you feel safe. Not in a smothering and then they way. They send you away with a nice, and then they send you away with a nice warm bowl of oats. <laughs> uh, if you won the lottery, what would you spend the money on? Travel and cats. Accurate. Disney or the real world? Not like the TV show. I was show gonna either. say, like, are those two things in, at war with each oh, other? Oh, I'm sorry. It says Disney World. Disney World or the real world. There we go. Currently real world. You could not pay me to go into a theme park right now. What if you're the only one there? Just you and animatronics. Oh, God. No, that sounds like an episode of So Weird. Or (sighs) Scooby-Doo. And it full circles that quickly. Oh, speaking of Disney, have you seen the video that they made like welcoming people back into the parks no it's all of the employees in masks except for like the characters the princesses don't have masks on it's like welcome to disney world welcome back welcome back well someone re-edited it because everyone's wearing a mask you can't see the mouths therefore you can put any dialogue you want into it yes so they re-edited it as a horror film and it's like a person waving at you and then you hear please rescue me please help me out <laughs> don't come in stay away go away it's really funny yes also the video that they posted is all kind of at like an upward angle so you can see like employees or cast members in balconies and cast members like on walkways up above and someone retweeted it with the caption nice of them to post this video from the point of view of you in a stretcher leaving the park Ooh, damn (laughs) people got feels yeah yeah no theme parks probably shouldn't be open right now Mm -mm. yeah no thank you sarah what would you do if you didn't have to work and there was no pandemic like oh we need that additional caveat i i added on the pandemic part they didn't know when they made the system (laughs) sure travel a whole lot more and also get cats like come on we know the answers by now (laughs) what's the most reliable source of travel advice (laughs) uh for those of you who can't see us right now which hopefully is all of you melinda just pointed out herself i feel like i'm reliable is great Probably not all the time, but it's pretty reliable. It's going to steer you one direction or the other. Come on. I I think for general travel knowledge, I don't really need a source of that information anymore. Like, I, I can logically figure most of it out myself. But for location-specific stuff, guess Lonely Planet? Uh, Rick Steves. Yeah, I don't really need his advice. We only do Europe. For Europe anymore. <laughs> Rick Steves is timeless. <laughs> No, it's very 90s. I love it. (laughs) Yes, it is. He loves his pleat font chinos. How many gadgets are you carrying? Uh, When I travel, at the moment, zero. When I travel, I bring my phone, my DJI Osmo Pocket, which is my itty-bitty HD camera with its own built-in gimbal, Uh, headphones of some sort, noise canceling. It was my Bose, but now I think it's more my AirPods. Backup battery. That's pretty much it how many was that 
four. Not bad. I don't really need a laptop. I don't need my iPad. I mean, I haven't turned my iPad on in like three years. That's about it. Because I've never gone long enough that I would need to back up any memory cards. I just bring lots of memory cards. What do you wish you'd brought that you haven't? Nothing. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's anything that I wish I had that I left behind. Same. There's always something I wish I had left behind that I brought with me. But rarely is there anything I miss. Do you send postcards? I, it's just not worth the hassle for me to track down postage in a post office. I think I've sent one internationally because when you bought the postcard, they also would sell you postage. And yeah. it was in the Vatican... So, like, that's half the fun is posting something from the Vatican. <laughs> so, I think only one actually got sent out. Although I have heard that if you're a really bad photographer, but you still want nice photos, a good way to do that is just to collect postcards. You don't even have to mail them. Just put them in an album for yourself. Oh, yeah. It's very true. And just don't Especially... let anyone flip them over and see that they're not actually photos <laughs> especially if you're one of the very disgruntled uh one star reviewers that are like look it up online it's better <laughs> all right and that concludes a hundred things to ask a traveler do you feel like a lot of things i feel a little bit sleepy but also <laughs> slightly confused by all of those fight questions <laughs> <laughs> those were by far my favorite ones there should have been more except they did end it very well but come on kangaroo kangaroo clearly is gonna win against a panda are oh, you kidding me for sure no joke i mean it's a panda it ain't gonna do shit <laughs> now if it was a trash panda pandas don't have the motivation to have sex this is true if it was a trash panda on the other hand that trash panda would win I mean, you just lure it into the trash can and then kick it over. Aww. All right. So Sarah's gotten super sleepy. I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Join us next week for more travel stuff. And And, uh, remember, it's an adventure. So don't get stuck on a train with Melinda because she will ask you literally 100 questions. I have a list now. Oh, God. Please print it out and bring it with us on our next trip. I challenge you, on our next trip, find a way to work each of those 100 questions into a conversation with strangers. God, how do you do that? Not all with the same person. Just over the span of a trip, Yeah, but, like, you just sit down in a restaurant and you ask your waiter, so who in your friends and family group has a birthday next? That's weird. Which one of us would win in a fight? That could be fun, though. If you if you pick the right place, that could be a fun question to ask somebody. I could just see you walking up to a, an alpaca in Peru and being like, hey, alpaca, which one of us would win in a fight? And then it spits on you and we know our answer. And then I have to um, smack it away all soap opera-ish or splash my drink on it. <laughs> I don't want to hurt it. Anyways, it's an adventure. So... Yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing. These questions have left me a little concerned. I feel like that also sums up the the travel year. Yeah. Travel. That's a thing. Yep. Remember that as we talk about it more next week. Till then, 
see you then. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!